This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm so glad to welcome back Sarah Reju. Sarah is a pastor's wife and homeschooling mother living in Washington, D.C. She is a graduate from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, and that's located in Louisville, Kentucky. Sarah is also the author of numbers of children's books, including her latest, a great little board book about Jesus and the gospel. It's called Jesus Saves. Can I also recommend two of her other books, God is Better Than Trucks and God is Better Than Princesses, and I'll let you moms and dads figure out which one to buy for which kid. Sarah and her husband Deepak have five children, and I'm just thrilled to have you back on the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be back. Thank you, Sarah. I'm looking forward to the passage you have for us today. What is it? It is Matthew 14, 28, and Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Okay, so I'm really intrigued about this verse because obviously it's in the Bible. Uh, so I'm not intrigued in a, in a mysterious kind of way, like this is God's word, but I'm intrigued about where are you going to go with this verse and what are you going to say about it? So why don't you just dive right in, haha, no pun intended, and tell us exactly where you're going with this verse. Sure. Um, so I think what Peter is really asking Jesus here is he's saying, prove to me that you are who you say you are by making me do something that's humanly impossible. And so he's asking Jesus to command him to leave the safety of the boat, to walk on the water, which by the way, he can't do. <laughs> and if he sees Jesus doing that impossible thing in him, then he'll believe that he is who he claims to be. Okay. So that is this verse in a nutshell. But let's look at the context as well. So why don't you bring us up to speed? What's the story surrounding this particular verse, Matthew 14, 28? Yeah, so a little bit before this verse, Jesus had just fed the 5,000 and he wanted some time alone to pray. So he sent the disciples ahead of him across the Sea of Galilee. The wind and the waves were really rough. The boat was stuck far out in the water. And around 3 a.m., Jesus walked out to them. The disciples were terrified. They thought he was a ghost. And Jesus identified himself to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And then we get to our verse with Peter saying, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So how do we think about applying this verse? I mean, should I, is it legitimate for me or maybe one of my kids to think, okay, God, if you're real, would it, maybe it would rain tomorrow? How do we think about this verse? Do we ask this kind of question of the Lord ourselves? I think fundamentally what Peter is is asking is for the Lord to reveal himself hmm. to him. And something that I love about this verse is that, you know, this last year has been so hard in so many ways and on a number of levels, personally, and then just, you know, through our family and things that have been going on in the world, it feels like for me, the Lord has been calling me to walk through things that seem to be humanly impossible and calling me to get out of that boat that feels more safe uh, and kind of walk through the storm to him. And the amazing thing is, of course, he gets the glory through that because it's all his strength that's giving us the ability to even do those things that seemed impossible to us, but he's calling us to do it. So I don't think it's, it's telling us to 
to pray a prayer like, okay, Lord, I want to jump off this high rock and you make me fly. And then I'll know that it's really you. <laughs> I don't think it's calling us to do anything like that at all. Okay. Um, I think it's talking about just going through hard things, the Lord sustaining us through that mm-hmm. and him getting the glory. So let's go there further. What does this verse teach us about what God is like? Because I think whenever we open up God's word, whether we're you know, six years old or we're 60 years old, we're going to be always close to the mark when we think and ask the question, what can I learn about God from this passage? So what can we learn about our Lord? Yeah, well, so back in Matthew 8, Jesus had calmed a storm simply by speaking a word. So he could have done that if he had wanted to. And Peter could have even said, Lord, if it's really you, prove it to me by saying that word again and making the storm be calm. But Peter didn't say that. Part of what I love about Peter, he's just so impulsive and just says what he's thinking. And uh, so I think this teaches us that, that Jesus uses weak and sinful and fallible people. And he carries us through some really hard things, the storms of life, we might say. And through doing that, using the weak, like Peter, like me, uh, God gets the glory because it's clearly his strength that's doing the work and not me. Yeah. I mean, he didn't tell Peter, what a dumb question, stay in the boat. You know, he worked, he went with him. He, he, he walked with Peter as it were down that road that, uh, Peter was wanting to walk, which was walking on water. So how did this verse become meaningful to you? You mentioned this past year, perhaps this is something the Lord's brought to your mind during this season or even other times in your life. Yeah, this verse has really spoken to me a lot through this past year and even just this whole passage, because, of course, there's a lot more that happens after this, where Peter Peter keeps walking and then he takes his eyes off of Jesus and begins to sink. And and, you know, it goes on from there. But I think just, you know, through the pandemic and challenges in parenting and riots in our city and struggles with depression. And most recently, I lost my father a couple of months ago. Um, it's just been a lot of back-to-back hard things. And so it has really felt like Jesus is saying, step out of that boat. You can trust me. I'm here. Come. And so it's just really been, been a precious promise to me to know that he's with me, uh, through that. And, you know, even getting a little further along in the passage when Peter does start to sink, uh, of course, Jesus is right there with him and holds on to him immediately. He rebukes Peter for his his little faith, but then Jesus and Peter return to the boat together, Uh, and they're returning through the storm. The storm doesn't end until they get back in the boat. Uh, So that's been encouraging to me also, just as things have been hard, knowing that Jesus is walking with me through those difficulties. I remember the last time you were on the podcast, we talked about a verse from Psalm 145 about how the Lord is near those who call on him. And I feel like this is a great compliment to that other verse because that's exactly what's going on here in Peter's life, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been a theme that I've needed to remember and return to over and over again. So Sarah, I want to shift gears just for a moment. So when you think about the Lord being near, the Lord being near in times of trouble, you recently wrote a book, Jesus Saves, and it's a presentation of the gospel. But how do you hope that parents might use this book uh, with their children when they're going through hard times, perhaps? I think whatever we're facing, 
in life, knowing that our greatest need of salvation has already been taken care of mm. can give us so much hope in the midst of things that, that seem really hard. Uh, and that's true even for young children. So we tried to present the gospel to kids in a way that, that even really little ones, toddlers could understand using really simple and repetitive language. Phil Shore did a great job with the illustrations. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this message that uh, we are, are weak and needy and in need of a savior uh, is something that's for toddlers and for 10 year olds and for 20 year olds and for seniors, uh, for us. everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Sarah, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to pray this verse for all of us. But before that, if you were in your vehicle with your five children and you're getting ready to send them out to the park to play or to uh, go to some other event, and you were talking about this verse and you're going to say, all right, before you go, remember, this needs to be your takeaway as you head into this next hour or two of life. What would you say to them? I would say, remember that Jesus is God and things that seem impossible to you are not impossible to him. He can do amazing things in you and through you, especially through your weakness. Hmm. And he gets all the glory for that. Sarah, thanks so much for taking us to Matthew 14, 28. Would you just close our time by praying this verse for us all? Sure, I'd be glad to. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are God, that you are the God who stilled the storm with a word, that you're a God who could speak a word and have Peter walk on water. Lord, thank you that you are a God who does things that seem impossible to us, even through us and through our weakness, and that you get all the glory for that. So Lord, I pray you'd help us not to be afraid to face hard things, but help us to remember that you're with us every step of the way, that you're enabling us and helping us. And we do pray that you would receive glory through that. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.